Hey, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 77 of the Computer Business Marketing Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Mixmax. With Mixmax, you know exactly who opened your email and when. Schedule meetings in one email with the Google Calendar integration. Templates and sequences means you can create the perfect email with one click. Other features include built-in automatic reminders and integrations with leading CRM providers. To save time and get more out of Gmail, head on over to MixMax.com. It's also brought to you by TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean and professional and effective website up and running for your IT business. Save time and frustration with TechSite Builder. Learn more at TechSiteBuilder.com. Today on the show, Paco and I chat about how to keep your customers coming back for more. We reflect on what inspires loyalty in customers, and we discuss some out-of-the-box ways to keep your customers buying from your business. Plus, Paco announces a new event for IT business owners, and he talks about why it's so important to have an airtight scope of work before starting a large project. All that and so much more coming up right now. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Computer Business Marketing Show. If you own or work in an IT services business, this is the place to learn how to get more clients, keep them happy, and grow your revenue. You can watch, download, and or subscribe to all show episodes at computerbusinessmarketing.com. You can also catch our live stream on Facebook every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Just be sure to like the Tech Site Builder Facebook page, click on the following tab, and select See First so that the live stream will jump to the top of your feed. Yes, indeed. We love to see you guys here on the live stream. Um, just uh, some programming notes. Uh, next week, we will have a live episode, but the week after that, which is Thanksgiving, no live episode. And the week after that, the week after Thanksgiving, no live episode. So after next week, we'll be back in December, but we will be releasing uh, best of episodes during those weeks. So definitely continue to uh, check your, your podcatcher, your podcast app. Uh, or YouTube, and we will have those episodes up there for you. So today, uh, our topic is going to be about customer loyalty and how to foster loyal customers, how to keep customers coming back for more. Uh, and today, our guest is none other than Paco LeBron and Matthew Rodella. So we're going to be on here talking about uh, some ideas we have for you. And, uh, you know, just... Um, as as we always do, talk about our perspectives, and uh, maybe if uh, the guys watching in the Facebook group have any feedback, uh, let us know, and we'll talk about that as well. So before we jump into that, just um, want to see, uh, Paco, what's uh, been going on this week for you? Oh, man, there's been a lot of stuff. Um, so came off of a very um, great and informative weekend. Um, me, John Dubinsky, Jeff Hallish, and Joe Kaz- Joe K from Fort Wayne, Indiana, over at Cyber <laughs> Cyber uh, Onsite Services. Um, we There's a normally crew. Yeah, <laughs> um, we normally try to get together um, every quarter or so just to talk about certain things about our business, how to get better, um, and it was a big talk about documentation processes um, this weekend. So um, this past Saturday and Sunday, we were just going you know, to the wall on all kinds of things, what systems to use, how do we do our documentation, what's the easiest way to do our process of documentation, um, do we go in on all in on one system, 
Um, what are the basics to do with our own systems? So that's kind of what we were all chatting about from there. So great, cool. informative, you know, really great, hyped us up and gave me a good uh, foundation on what to do for documentation for my clients. Um, specifically, since I'm on Synchro, um, the document document center uh, is a great place to put all that type of data in there. So we just did some research, figuring out stuff to put in there for clients and so forth and so on. So great, great weekend all around in uh, Grand Rapids. Um, speaking of Grand Rapids, um, I'm happy to announce that uh, me and Jeff Hallish over at uh, on Pond Nuts and the Computer Repair Podcast, we are throwing a convention. This is uh, one that we were uh, I was talking about in little dribs and drabs um, on this show um, because I wanted to make sure I wanted to wait until it was fully up and ready to go. Um, so the convention is called TechCon Unplugged. Um, me and Jeff are throwing this convention in an effort to bring a lot of IT business owners together. Um, we are trying to create a safe space similar to what we talk about in all the networks and really trying to grow as an IT business owner so that when you go into this event, you have a return on investment of what you're paying for. Um, right now, tickets are on sale. Um, we had our website beautifully designed by our good friend, uh, Matthew Rodella over at uh, TechSite Builder. And it is live now as of this Sunday. So we are selling tickets at $199. Um, and that does, this is an all-inclusive ticket for the event. You still have to book your room, um, which we were able to get the room rate down to 102, which you'll be able to go on the website. But specifically, this ticket takes care of your stay at the convention. So we will feed you. We, there will be a Friday social hour um, that we'll have Friday night. We'll have uh, breakfast, lunch, and mid and afternoon snacks during the presentations and workshops. And then the most important and really fun part that I'm really happy that we were able to do is um, Saturday night, we're actually going to be at Dave & Buster's. So they're going to have a room reserved for us. It's going to cover uh, cover all our meals. We're even going to have some game cards for everybody so that you can go around and play the arcades for those that haven't been to Dave & Buster's. Um, it's just a giant kid arcade game and restaurant. Um, I personally have not been, so I'm really looking forward to. And it's literally six-minute walk right from the hotel where we're going to have our conference. So, And they usually have like bowling and stuff at the Dave and Buster's too. And it's just like, a, and it's, 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 you know, it's got arcade games and stuff, but it's definitely geared towards adults. I mean, they have like bar, you know, beer and bar and alcohol and all that stuff. So it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, we, we have one in, in the area here and uh, it's, uh, it's always a good time. Gotcha. Yeah. We have one here too. I just, it's one of those things, yeah. Never yeah, but to. I know it's a lot of fun. I know that everyone loves to go there. So really excited. Um, I, I really worked hard to uh, get a lot of these relationships because um, I wanted to make sure that whoever bought their ticket, they were taken care of. And that's why we tried to put this event on. Um, I'm working right now with an airline um, to try and get discounted flights so people can fly in. Um, traveling from the hotel will be very easy whether you're driving in or just flying in you'll be able to shuttle it to the hotel but long story short TechCon unplugged September 20th to the 22nd of 2019 so next year um for those that are looking for excuses to throw some money before the new year to get that tax write off mm-hmm. again this is a tax write off so feel free to purchase your ticket over at TechCon unplugged and we'll see you over there 
Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Um, so I'll, I'll really quick, I'll, I'll address the elephant in the room and then, you know, <laughs> leave it, leave it alone. Sure. Um, so I, in, as folks know, I've been involved in the planning of some uh, events the last couple of years. Um, uh, and um, so that was great. And it was a great experience. And, and I got to, you know, meet a lot of people. And it was really fun to kind of be a part of that and, and, uh, and see the inner workings of, of how events work and stuff. But it's a lot of work. <laughs> and, uh, and, um, and, you know, I, I feel like my efforts are better um, kept focusing on, you know, Tech Site Builder and Tech Site Builder customers and, um, and my other businesses. So I decided to just kind of step away from event planning for the foreseeable future. So, you know, I'm not involved in, in planning uh, TechCon or any other events that are going to be coming up in, in the coming years. I'm going to kind of take a step back. I'll be, you know, like with TechCon, I'll be there to support the event and to, you know, help with the website and stuff like that, be a sponsor. Um, I'll, I'll travel to as many of these events as I can. Uh, to meet you guys. Um, and I'm just going to kind of, you know, kick back and, and enjoy going to these things for, for once instead of, you know, trying to plan them and stuff. So that's kind of where, where I'm sitting with all this. And, and I look forward to seeing you guys at TechCon or any of the other events that, that might be coming up in, in the future. Um, and uh, I can't wait to, uh, to, to check out what you guys put together, Paco. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. I appreciate it. Yeah. And like I said, I mean, you know, that's the great thing about this community. We have so many opportunities to get together, really share the information that we have, um, you know, and just a different, we're just, again, we're just doing this as a different flavor. We just want to be able to do something a little bit different. Something for everybody, right? You know, exactly. Um, So, you know, it's, it'll be a great turnout. We'll see how uh, it all plays out, but yeah, it's, it'll be a good time. I, the fact that, there's one rule that everyone says is that anyone who ever th- has thrown an event, you never get to enjoy your event because you're working your event. Right. Um, and as me and Jeff are going through all this and we start getting people involved, um, it, the only thing for me that is kind of sucks is that I can't attend what we're thinking about doing um, because I want to be able to do a lot of the things we're talking about. But as everyone knows who has ever thrown an event, when you work an event, you really don't get to enjoy it as much because you want to make sure others are enjoying it. So um, but it'll be a good time. But uh, moving from that, that's kind of, you know, been taking up a lot of my time. And this move that I've been telling everybody for the last several weeks, it's finally done. Um, it happened Tuesday, Wednesday, and a little bit yesterday. Um, it's interesting when you have a client that wants you to do something, but tends to try and take it on their own helm. So with any type of client move, um, the most important thing you want to do is have a scope of work, meaning that the customer understands what you're responsible for. And with this client, we had an issue where he assumed I was taking care of everything electronic that was going into this space, which had really nothing to do with me. See, this is not an ongoing managed service client. They're not even a retainer client. They're a break fix client. And all I go in there because of what he wants to pay for is maintain the computers, do virus removals, make sure they're all healthy and good to go, and I'm out. That's what he pays me every quarter to clean up the PCs, check them, and go from there. So this move allowed me to really understand his network and a lot of things that came up as we moved. Um, the most important thing or the one thing that sticks out to me of what happened is the phone system. Now, 
my client has been in business since 1929 through acquisitions and, and so forth and so on. He's been in business as a family business that kind of um, came through to today. And they have this older than sin phone system, Nortel phone systems, which everyone right. has seen. It's the big black phones with the gray buttons and you pick them up and they're all. So as AT&T gets there to wire up these phones, I don't know anything about phones. I let alone try to deal with VoIP as it is. I plug them in and we're good to go. And so I'm learning all these things about where apparently there's a phone switch that's involved in controlling these type of phones. But of course, they threw all their equipment in boxes without allowing me to label them, figure out what goes where, what PCs, and they're all coming over to uh, the office and then uh, or the shop. And as they come into the shop, I'm here trying to piece everything together. So not only is this phone switch is what powers these phones. Apparently, these phones are not the type of phones that can just be plugged into a phone jack and work. So. We had to go back to the old office. We found the phone switch, which was mounted onto the wall. We ripped this thing off. We cut all the cables. We get back, realize that, you know what? We need my cabling guy to come out. So my cabling guy comes out. He wires everything, installs it on Friday. Um, Phones are on, but phones aren't rolling over, meaning Mm. it rings from one phone, goes to the other, goes to the other. So there's all these problems with phones. And to the client's frustration, he's trying to figure out why am I not taking care of this? And I had to explain to him my, where the buck stop is the IT. I can yeah. handle all the computers. I can connect all the way. You know, I installed new Wi-Fi, uh, open uh, data networking um, access points on the system, put in a new POE switch, got all his machines up, networked, and good to go. I even had to figure out that they're, they're uh, older than sitting count, uh, 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 counter system um, runs off of a fax line. So <laughs> figuring out how Lovely. to do this fax line when there's no modem on this custom server to find out that they have the modem stuck in a box all the way over there that hooks up to a serial port. And that's what ran the computer. So it's like all these things that I'm learning, figuring out. And so it was an interesting move. It was a great learning experience. Um, definitely some learning opportunities for me to kind of set that expectation moving forward and just to know what not to bite more than I can chew. So all in all scope of work, I cannot stress that enough because I do that a lot with my clients for big projects because in the scope of work, what I'm talking about is a document that literally says, here's what we're doing. Here's what's expected of the client. Here's what you're going to do. Here's what everything's going to cost. I need your signature. Here's my signature. We all understand what we're going to do moving forward. And I've done that with every client that I do a big project with. And for some reason, I didn't do it with this one. And now I know this is what's going to have to happen moving <laughs> yeah. forward. Yeah, that's that's a lesson. You know, sometimes you learn the hard way. Um, and, you know, another thing that, that, I, that I find helpful is um, to prevent delays um, on the client side. And this is what I do with websites because websites are very similar where, you know, there's a lot of moving parts and you're working with the, the client to get it, get it all put together. And um, so what I'll do is I'll put dates um, on those, uh, on the, um, on, on certain parts of the scope of work also. So like, you know, this thing is, is expected to happen within this time period. Um, and if for whatever reason it's delayed or something else, then we're going to have to revisit the entire scope of work and the entire um, 
you know, launch plan and dates and everything, because, you know, I, I plan my schedule so that, you know, I'm building this website between this time and this time. And then I've got another project coming out afterwards. So if this, you know, gets delayed, then, you know, it's pushing off other work that I'm not going to end up getting paid for. And then, you know, I've, I'm going to have money issues after a while if I just keep working on this project and not other projects. So, you know, we have, um, dates uh, around that. And that way, if something either creeps out of scope or creeps after the date that we decided on, then I, I, I have the authority to say, okay, well, we're going to need to charge more for this, or we're going to need to, you know, re, uh, reevaluate everything. So that's something else to look at as well as maybe putting some dates on these things. So the client doesn't, you know, twiddle their thumbs or if unexpected things come up that aren't in the scope of work that, uh, you can, you know, address those with that and say, Hey, we might need to, you know, get paid more or something like that for this. Cause it's taken longer than expected. Yeah. And, and, and it's a big thing. Like you just said, it's, it's re- really important to have that scope of work because, you know, perfect example, if you're doing a cabling job and you get up there and there's like a mountain full of cable that wasn't seen anywhere else, then the cable removal is not part of that scope of work or, you know, like perfect example, this phone system, I, I'm not cabling it. You know, and IMG, who's the union uh, cabling company that we had to use to cable the entire floor, um, you know, you want to pay them or we can get my cabling guy who can come in here. That's 300 bucks. And, you know, there was a bark of why am I paying $300 to put my phone system back together? Well, unfortunately, you got something that just isn't supported anymore. And this is the best way to do it. Um, So either move to a new phone system or because that was the thing. They were very bent on not spending more money to get new phones, but ended up spending $300 on this cabling <laughs> job to get these old phones right. to go, I, whatever. But that's where we're at right now. Yeah. And then just AT&T was really an interesting partner to deal with because they just signed a contract and that was it. So <laughs> it, it was an interesting, like I said, now, are you going um, to be doing ongoing work for this client, like support and maintenance and stuff after the move? So, yes, because I have a quarterly thing where basically they call, it's going to go back to the same thing. It's going to be break fix, but they'll call me every quarter to do something. I've been trying to get him on a managed service plan. Yep. He just, he, he, he wants to pay more. That's just the best way to say it. I've right. told him multiple times. He just doesn't want to do it. So if he wants to yep. pay, all you can do pay. is try. <laughs> yeah. Right. So cool. Yeah. So that's it on, uh, on my part. All right. Well, that's a lot, <laughs> a lot going on for sure. Um, keeping you busy over there. Uh, yeah, I don't have much going on over here. I just, uh, again, the same, same stuff as last week, a uh, big project I'm working on for Georgetown university. Um, we're in, you know, the, uh, the final quality assurance testing, uh, and we're testing, you know, um, you know, having, you know, just the, having the client click around the side and try a bunch of stuff and try to break it. Um, and, you know, checking it on mobile phones and on tablets and different browsers and different, uh, different operating systems. We found a bug that only appeared on Mac computers on, uh, Firefox, Firefox on Mac is the only place this bug appeared. Um, and it turned out it had something to do with the font we were using, uh, wasn't rendering properly. Um, but it took us a while to figure that out. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, just one of those, those strange things that, uh, when you when you render and this is just a tip for you guys if you're building websites or you have if you're asking someone to build a website for you um, fonts are very very particular and there's web safe fonts and there's regular fonts that you use in like word and and you know um, on your computer 
And the, the fonts you use on your computer can be used on a website, but you have to load them on your server and then uh, tell uh, you know, the website to load them from your server to, to, the, to the browser. And when you do that, there are certain fonts that are compatible, certain font types that are compatible with certain browsers. So a lot of times you have to load a few different versions of the font file on your server so that it would look the same on every web browser that visits it. So that, that's, that can be a pain if you're not able to get all of the different types of font files that you need to, to load on the website. And that's something we ran into. Just one, one of those font files we were missing was the one that loaded properly uh, that was needed by Firefox on Mac. So go figure. Um, so, you know, we're deep in, deep in that now. Uh, and um, then I'm just getting ready to head out of town. Uh, that's why we won't have a show two weeks from now and three weeks from now, because I'll be heading uh, overseas to Luxembourg uh, to support my girlfriend at another pastry competition. Um, nice. So uh, she'll be competing and I'll be carrying around all the equipment and, <laughs> and just, you know, doing whatever she needs <laughs> to, uh, to help her out. So I'm uh, just prepping for that to, to be out of country for a couple of weeks. And we've talked about, you know, how to prep your business to be away. We've done a couple of podcasts on that. So uh, that's definitely something to, uh, to revisit and uh, to plan for. All right. Um, so before we jump into the featured topic, um, just wanted to shout out our first sponsor, and that is Mixmax. Uh, Mixmax is a customer engagement and workflow automation application for small business. It's an app that you sign up for that uh, fits inside your Gmail, uh, and it loads up and it integrates with Gmail, so it uh, it loads seamlessly in with your Gmail. So when you open an email in Gmail or you're you're creating an email. You have a bunch of extra Mixmax things that are shown inside your regular email. And it's everything from automations to inserting um, extra information to formatting your email to, um, to uh, finding out when people have read your email and uh, all of that kind of stuff. Paco, I know you use Mixmax. Do you use any of their, um, like their formatting features or any of that stuff? Uh, the only thing I use is the templates. Okay. Um, so yeah. I've used quite a few of the templates to do like some onboarding or um, if I will go ahead and have like an inquiry. So like follow ups and things like that um, that I don't do in repair in uh, synchro. I will go ahead and create a email from Gmail and look at the Mixmax logs um, from some of those templates that I send off. So it helped with a lot of the migrations from deploying new synchro uh, installations because I have the link in there and it'll just shoot it out at a scheduled time. So if, if let's say for example, someone scheduled an install for tomorrow and we're going to do like a five person migration, I'll have them add on, um, I'll have them added on Calendly, uh, create a, uh, appointment from there. Once I add them on, uh, in Calendly for the appointment, I will grab, grab the email and I'll schedule the, uh, Mixmax email out to their system. So that way they'll have the link, everything will go through, and then I'll just monitor on my end, and then I'll be able to send out a template that said everything is completed. And then once that's done, um, that way I can go and be on site somewhere else, and then I can go ahead and have this done at the same time. So basically to doing a remote job without being there remotely. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, something that, that we haven't touched on too much in, in these uh, spots is... Um, is kind of the analytics that, that are involved around uh, these emails that you can send out. And then you can go uh, into the Mixmax dashboard and see like how many times they've been opened, how many links have been clicked, um, how many, you know, 
times they've been opened or taken action on. And you can see, you know, the numbers for each email and stuff like that. And that's, that's kind of a cool way to just get some insights into um, overall how all of the emails that you're sending out are doing and, and, you know, of all your templates, which ones are getting read more and clicked more. And maybe, you know, you can see what you did in that email and then repeat that in some other emails you send out because that one's obviously working. That one's getting more clicks and reads and stuff. Um, and the, the cool thing is you can do all of this stuff, you know, in, in, like you said, in Synchro, in, in Repair Shopper, in, uh, in MailChimp or something. But what's cool about this is it's all in Gmail. So you're already right. in Gmail writing emails and stuff. And so you can just, uh, you know, spin off a template or, or start an automatic sequence while you're in Gmail. You don't have to log into something else or open another tab. So that's that's one of the cool things about it. Well, the other thing too that really helps is that it keeps the genuineness of the communication between you and the person you're sending it to. So like if you send mm-hmm. it to MailChimp, you have the MailChimp signature on the bottom, or even if you do pay for the service, it still looks like a commercial template which could go into promotions. Um on the other side right. with, you know, Synchro or anything like that or any other CRM system, you can tell it came from a CRM system because the email says at whatever CRM system that's there. Having right. it from Mixmax um, you'll be able to go ahead and send it out through Gmail. It's a regular email, but you still have the tracking capability that you need. Um, and a lot of the great part too is that they have that sequence section that allows you to help with some of the flows. So you don't have to do some of the stuff manually um, that I had mentioned before. Yeah. So um, lots of great reasons to use Mixmax. Both Paco and I use it and you can try it for free. So um, they've you know got some of the features that you can use right out of the box. You don't have to pay for it. And then when you're ready to use some of the more advanced features, then you can upgrade. Uh, just head on over to Mixmax.com. Uh, all the stuff that you need to know um, about signing up is there. Uh, and you can find out why Mixmax will be a game changer for your business. We thank them for being a sponsor of the show. All right. Uh, let's jump into the featured topic, which today is about how to keep your customers loyal. So we're just going to give you some tips and tricks on how to keep your customers coming back to your business, how to keep your existing customers excited about what you're doing and coming back. Cause that's the worst thing is to do a great job for a customer and then never hear from them again. Um, in, in our business, sometimes it's because, you know, Hey, their computers are running great. You did a great job and they don't need to come back to you again, but you still want them to come back to you for other things like, you know, advice on buying new technology or, um, you know, if they need help integrating with new things that they bought or um, they have friends that are going to need help, you want, you know, them to refer you to their friends. So there's always, you always want to stay um, in the good graces of your existing customers and keep them loyal to you. Uh, so we wanted to kind of um, talk through some ideas for how to do that. And this is all prompted by um, a post in our uh, Facebook group. Um, which is uh, if you go to Facebook and search for computer business marketing or go to techsitebuilder.com slash group, uh, you can uh, get into that group. And um, I asked a question the other day about if anyone was using any kind of loyalty programs in their business, uh, running any kind of loyalty programs. And what prompted uh, me to ask that is I, I had, uh, before that watched a demo video of this, um, this service that tied in um, – Facebook Messenger with loyalty programs for restaurants. So if you um, went through Facebook Messenger and, um, you know, did whatever bot 
chatbot they had there. It would sign you up for the loyalty program even before you stepped foot in the restaurant. You would get that all set up on your phone. And then every time you went to the restaurant, it would automatically detect you're there if you had your location turned on. And it would automatically say, hey, you visited. Great. We're going to um, you know, give you a point or whatever it is. So um, that was kind of a cool thing that the way they integrated that into Facebook Messenger. And then anytime you got new points, you'd be reminded in Facebook and vice versa in the app. Um, so that, that was kind of a cool technology. And that kind of prompted me to see if there's any, anyone in, in the IT space um, doing that kind of level of loyalty programs. And a lot of the responses I got on that post were, um, you know, most people aren't doing any kind of loyalty program, even though I think they probably are. They just don't realize it. And we're going to get into that. Um, but also, uh, you know, so, so, so Dwight uh, Doublewood said, hey, you know, I give my customers excellent service, uh, fast turnarounds, and they reward me with their repeat business. So that's <laughs> that's his rewards program. And, and, and that's, you know, arguably a rewards program, but that's definitely uh, the best way to keep your customers loyal is to do a great job, um, be better, a better, have better service than anyone else in your area. And, uh, and that could pe- keep people coming back for more. But sometimes I don't think that's enough. Sometimes people can be fickle or they can be price shopping or they can, you know, maybe get a recommendation from someone else that they know. Um, so you want to have some other things that you have running um, to keep people coming back for more. So Paco, why don't you um, let us know maybe one of the things that, that you thought of as, as a good kind of uh, loyalty type of system for your business? Sure. Um, so what I used to do and kind of still do is uh, referral rewards. Um, so basically what I'll do is if I will have a lot of my clients that who like our service, they work well with us, what we'll do is we will go ahead and let them know, hey, if you refer us out to um, you know, your friends, colleagues, et cetera, and they let us know that it was them, then we will like, and if they signed up, let's say for a plan. So if I have a uh, managed uh, managed service with them, and you know they have a twelve, well I do month to month now, so I don't do annual. But if they do month to month and they refer me to somebody, I'll say you'll get your next month's n- at no cost, or mm-hmm. I'll wait, you know, I'll give them a credit for the month, and you know they can have the full year off if they, you know, send me enough people to kind of go from that, and you don't technically lose as much money um it is a loss leader per se but eventually you know acquiring all these customers will end up you know taking that one place that you didn't have that program and spawn into two three however many to keep paying for that one that you gave up right exactly and that that's the whole point of of discounts and and you know and um these types of things where you might be discounting or giving away something but the idea is to keep the person as a customer for life. So eventually they'll, you know, over time make up that difference and then some, um, as opposed to never having that person come back to you again, which means you'll be losing out on all the potential revenue in the future. So um, one thing that's kind of the typical rewards uh, loyalty program that we see is like a rewards program, like, um, like the punch card you get when you go to Starbucks or, um, or, you know, s- some supermarkets and stuff where every time you go, you get some points and then eventually you accumulate enough points and, uh, and you get some rewards. That's something Brooks brought up in the Facebook post. He said, um, we're working on one now. We're giving those that have like, for example, five repairs, 
a permanent discount of some sort. Those with 10 or more repairs have even more perks. And then he even wants to get a barcoded black card made for the folks. So they have, and I think that's what really sells it is to have some kind of physical thing that says, Hey, I'm a, I'm a member of whatever it is, rewards program or whatever. And then, you know, Hey, I'll give you my card every time I come in or every time I use a service and then, and then the, the, the rewards add up. So you can do like a punch card. You can get some business card type things made up with little slots for, for punches um, and get a little puncher that you can uh, even a hole puncher that you can uh, use to, to punch holes in the card. And uh, after so many punches, you know, they get uh, the next service, you know, 50% off or something like that. And that way you're not giving the discount up front. You're actually requiring them to pay full price for your services a few times before they can get that, that discounted service. Uh, and I know someone in the group mentioned that um, that's kind of backwards because, you know, people don't want to think about their computer breaking. So they don't necessarily want to be part of a loyalty program where their computer has to break a certain number of times for them to get a reward. Um, but you can you can use this for, for any service. So whether it's like annual tune-ups or, um, you know, uh, consulting time, consulting hours, um, or even, you know, like uh, purchasing equipment, if you actually are selling equipment at a storefront or something like that, if you're selling computer systems or peripherals, um, that can be part of it as well. So it doesn't necessarily have to be every time something goes wrong that, that they get uh, a punch on the card. It can be anytime they need your, your advice or anything like that, then you, um, then you give them some points and then, you know, whatever you want uh, to reward them for however many points they have after that. So that's something I'd love to hear if any if anyone's tried that or if anyone is doing that because that's something I don't see a lot of people in our industry doing um, and I think it could be successful if if you just kind of approach it in the right way and, and give it a positive spin and stuff like that. Another thing is uh, discounts on recurring services. So I think especially now we're in the time where we're trying to just drum up business or kind of sustain ourselves, you know, during the holiday seasons when things get slow. Um, or even just as a way of thinking moving forward, um, is for those break fix clients or clients that just, you know, only call you when they have something broken. Um, it's an opportunity to explain to them what you have, because if they don't know, if you don't tell them, they just don't know. And it's an opportunity for you to let them know of the services that you have. Um, and another thing is you can explain to them being able to have a yearly checkup at a discount will save them in the long run versus doing the full service if it was a break fix. So those discounts really work out because let's say you say, you know what, we do this for, you know, $120 a year, but for right now we're doing a special $80 for right now, but you got to pay up front and this will help you do X, Y, Z, and it'll give you a discounted hourly rate. You know, you sell your program, but being able to have that discount, um, may allow for cash flow to come in at a time when you don't have any that comes in on a regular basis during a specific time of the year. Yeah, and this the the there's kind of a side benefit to this because this is something I do um you know every now and then with my my web clients is you know a lot of them are on on a, a maintenance web maintenance plan with me uh, and some of them do pay uh, upfront for the year and the cool thing about that is when they pay for the year they're more or less locked in with you for a year which means other issues that come up or other projects they have, they're naturally going to come back to you for that. Uh, instead of if they were paying month to month, then they could just cancel any month and go off somewhere else. 
um, when they're locked in with you for the year, it almost feels like they're getting stuff for free because, you know, six months from now, when you're doing the maintenance on their, in your case, on their computer, or in my case, on their website, um, they, they almost like psychologically, they forget that they paid you, you know, six months ago. So they're like, oh, he's taking care of all my stuff. I'm not giving him any money for it right now. So it's almost like they're getting a bonus for free. So they appreciate that. Um, they're more likely to come to you for extra services. And that's what I see with my uh, customers that pay annually is they they often do come to me for extra um, functionality or features that they do end up paying extra for um, just because, you know, they, they're already, you know, with me for a year. Um, so that's kind of a way to to keep people loyal to you um, for a long period of time. It's it's sometimes it's harder to sell those annual contracts to new customers, but it's definitely something worth going back to your old customers, especially now at the end of the year when people are trying to spend excess budgets. You can say, hey, why don't you pay for next year's service um, right now? Pay for the whole year. Uh, we'll give you a little bit of a discount. You can uh, write it off on this year's taxes, and it's a win win for everybody. Yeah, I think, um, you know, another of that for discounts and recurring services is retainer or prepaid blocks or prepaid tickets. You know, right. um, you know, Lisa Hendrickson taught me this where, you know, she sells a prepaid ticket for X amount of dollars, which is discounted from her normal hourly rate or she'll charge a minimum to get paid up front. So like for me, I have for my MSP stuff, I have three flavors. I have break fix, which is my hourly rate. My retainer program, which is basically um, $25 less than my normal hourly rate, but they have to pre-purchase 10 hours up front. So it helps lock them in because I don't let those hours expire and they've already been paid. So having that all paid up front, cash flow that comes up on front locks them in. But what I also get to them is if they enroll in this package, I will give them a discounted virus protection plan, which is basically five bucks per computer per machine, which only costs me two fifty, and I get a monthly stream of income along with a retainer program that keeps renewing every time they run out of those hours, and then eventually I can rope them into the managed services if they're paying too much hourly, so I can get a consistent monthly income. Yeah, exactly. Lots of possibilities, Um, and it all starts with you know the one kind of just paying up front for something and getting them locked into um, to that service. Cool. So another thing um, that you can do to inspire loyalty in your customers is to give them stuff, <laughs> give them free stuff with your logo on it. Or, you know, we've talked about this before, whether it's, um, you know, pens or mouse pads or um, cool gadgets or, or little tchotchkes that they can keep around the house, magnets, stuff like that. Game sliders. Webcam sliders, that's an interesting one. So, so, and, and like with your logo on it, right? So yep. it like goes over and they always see the logo over the webcam. That's yep. kind of cool. Yeah. So I think for like a hundred of them, if you wanted to start small, it's like about 200 with the setup fee um, for a couple of clients, you could probably find it cheaper if you buy more. Um, but it's cool because it has the packaging. You can do standard packaging or you can have your own branded packaging. And, you know, everyone is so paranoid now with the webcam stuff going on. You know, it's a huge win, especially for residential to see your logo every so often right on um, the web cameras. Yeah. Uh, because every time I go, I see tape, I see post-it <laughs> right. notes, I see like foam characters, you know, punch outs <laughs> that are on the webcam. Yeah. So this would be a nice clean thing to give them and have your branding on it as well. Yeah. And that's, you know, that, that, uh, that's kind of goes uh, two ways, right? People love to get free stuff. And they will be reminded of you when they see your logo on the stuff that they have. 
Um, I know, you know, like um, uh, Patrick Palmer is the king of, of this where, every, you know, he's been on the show a couple of times and every time we interview him, there's always something new in his office that has his, his company logo on it, whether it's a mug or a t-shirt or a, you know, whatever it is, he's, he's got his logo on everything. Um, so he does that really well. And uh, that's something that just, Hey, you know, every now and then when you have a little bit of extra, um, you know, revenue come in from something, just set aside a little bit of it to get, you know, order a hundred webcam covers or a hundred pens or a hundred t-shirts and, Keep those around and have them handy. You can give them away. You can send them in the mail to your loyal customers um, or your best customers. Um, and it's just a great, great kind of way to make people feel good uh, and uh, get your name out there. So uh, let's see. Another one uh, that we came up with was contests. So um, contests, I think, um, are great for loyalty. They're also great to kind of bring in new people because everyone loves to win something. And if you can, um, you know, make it enticing and get the word, spread the word. That's another thing a contest is good about is, hey, tell your friends. If you tell your friends, we'll give you an extra entry or, you know, uh, spread the word and, and, and the more people that enter. Um, and uh, so that's kind of a way to get something to go viral and get new people to hear about you. Um, and the only caveat I would put with that is that, you know, there are certain rules for, contests um, in certain areas, just make sure that you're above board with how you're running it. Um, especially if you do it online and in Facebook, there are certain rules you got to follow. So just uh, look into that. But another thing too is, especially for like small business Saturday, um, speak, find out any nonprofits, chamber of commerces, um, delegate city agencies. They normally will have a relationship with American express for the small business Saturday. And they'll have, you know, a big either booth area for all small businesses in the area. And it's a great opportunity for to have a contest for services, especially if you're a service based business. You can give stuff out if you wanted to. But having a contest there physically in, in, in front of your potential prospects goes a long way because they're seeing you. They know what you're hearing about and they hear about, Hey, that's the guy that had, you know, X contest Hey, you know, whether it's a raffle, whether it's something um, to really help, you know, get the name out and you don't have to do it on your own to try and attract the people. This event is already having traffic and foot um, footsteps coming to you. Right. Yeah. And um, you know, and the, the loyalty piece of that is maybe you can give extra entries to your existing customers. So you can say, hey, if you're an existing customer, or, hey, if you're on our managed service plans, if you're paying me monthly, then you get, you know, double entries in the contest. And that, you know, entices people to say, hey, you know, I, I'm a customer and he's, 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 you know, hooking me up with, with extra contest entries. Um, uh, that uh, is another thing that's just going to, you know, sit well with people and make them feel good about being your customer. So the final thing I wanted to uh, mention about, um, customer loyalty and, and how to keep your customers coming back to you is um, something we talk about on this show a lot, and that is content. Whether it's um, the newsletters you send out every month to your customers, whether it's the regular helpful blog posts that you write, or hopefully if you're uh, experimenting with video, the videos that you release, all of these things, you send them to your, your customers and it's a value add. It's something that they see that uh, you're giving back, you're spending your hard uh, earned time or you know your precious time that you could be off watching Netflix. Instead, you're writing blogs, you're writing newsletters, you're creating videos. 
um, your customers are going to see the work you put into it. And that, that's something that I've heard from folks who I uh, send emails or newsletters to and who read my blog posts. They're like, you know, I appreciate the information you're putting out. I appreciate, they just appreciate that I'm, I'm putting out that effort, even if they're, if, if it's not like blowing their mind or changing their world, the stuff that I'm releasing, they see the, uh, the effort you're putting into it and they appreciate it. And that's something that not a lot of other computer uh, business owners are doing uh, like you are. So that's something to separate you. That's something to keep people coming back to you because they want to keep getting that helpful information. Um, and that's that's something I think fosters uh, loyalty as well. Yeah, being front of mind is a, a beautiful thing, especially when you know you send it at the right time for a client. You know, it's great to help build that again loyalty to have them to you come back to you again. Yeah. So I hope um, some of these ideas kind of helped you think outside of the box. You know, loyalty programs aren't don't have to be a sleazy thing or uh, a slimy thing where you know you're you're tricking people into coming back. It's really, you know, just things you can do in your business that, that make people want to come back to you and keep, keep your business top of mind and in a positive light. So they'll want to come back and they'll want to refer uh, people to you. Um, so hopefully that helps. Again, we'd love to hear from you guys, what kind of uh, things you're doing to keep your customers loyal. Uh, let us know uh, in the show notes or in emails. Uh, we love to hear from you guys. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode. I want to uh, mention our uh, other sponsor, and that's TechSite Builder. TechSite Builder, as you all know, is a hosted website builder that allows you to quickly and easily get a clean, professional, and effective website up and running for your computer business. So, uh, you know, um, the point of TechSite Builder is just to make it really easy for you to get a website that... Uh, that's specifically made for a computer business. So there, there are services out there that are easy to use that you can do, but the website you create with them isn't going to be good for a computer business. It's, it's meant for just a generic blog or it's, you know, for a photographer or something else, or you can hire, you know, a web developer to make a specifically uh, a website for your computer business, but that's going to cost a lot of money and yep. that's going to uh, be frustrating because you can't do exactly what you want with it. Um, there are services where, you know, someone will build you a website, but then if you want to make changes, it takes, you know, days or weeks to get those changes done. And it's not that flexible. So TechSide Builder is kind of the best of both, both worlds in that regard. So I'm going to add something to that is, you know, and I've said this before, you know, there are other um companies out there that do something similar to TechSite Builder. And I was with a company before um, joining on TechSite Builder. And the problem a lot of the websites have, especially those that are doing syndicated content, that are doing syndicated um, templates, is one, they all look the same, give or take a color or two. Two is the busyness of the website. That's really the mm. biggest issue that I had with my business when I was with them is I didn't get enough traffic because nobody knew where to where to go. I almost swore there. Uh, um, so, you know, when I switched over to Tech Side Builder, not only was it more simpler for people to get to what they were looking for, but two, it actually increased my um, positioning in search because people were going there and not bouncing off right away because they couldn't figure out where they had to go. Um, and so that's a really great opportunity that you have moving to the platform and two, 
for the price you can't you can't beat for what the value that's being offered compared to all the other ones. Yeah, they may look like they have a good deal, but the moment you enroll in those services, there's a bunch of add-ons, there's a bunch of ways to get you a running site whereas with Tech Site Builder, you sign up, you can get your website up in an hour. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so um there you have it. So to learn more uh, and to check it out for yourself, head on over to techsitebuilder.com. All right, guys, let's keep the conversation going. Head on over to computerbusinessmarketing.com. That's the website where this, uh, this podcast lives. Let us know what you think in the comments section below the show notes um, for this episode, which is episode 77. Don't forget to join us in the Facebook group. Uh, just search for Computer Business Marketing in Facebook or go to techsitebuilder.com slash group. Request access to the group by answering two easy questions, and we can't wait to see you there. And if you listen to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, be sure to give us a shout out and leave a review. We love to hear back. We love to hear your feedback, and every comment helps out so that the podcast can be found by others. Finally, don't forget to check out our sponsors, Mixmax and Tech Site Builder. Thank you all for checking out this episode of the Computer Business Marketing Show. This is Matthew Rodella, and this is Paco LeBron saying, "Here's to your success." Mm-hmm.